Hey, should I get my guitar out? <laughs> you notice I've taken one down from the wall back there. That is, if you're watching and not just listening to this podcast. Um, music. How many of you out there have been listening to music for as long as you can remember? Trick question, because I think all of us have been listening to music for our entire lives, right? Me, it's been from Black Sabbath, Osmond Brothers, Iron Butterfly, The Carpenters, you name it. Did I say the Osmond Brothers? Yeah, I think I did. Love those guys. Anyhow, for you, it could be anyone. It could be someone else. It could be the same artist that I like. But the whole point of this is music is so important. Music makes us sad, makes us happy. It brings back memories. So if it does all of those things, why is it that it's one of the first programs that's cut from school? I don't know. Getting kids excited about wanting to play music and having them recognize the importance of it, and, and obviously the parents, because it starts with the parents and the caregivers. Well, today's guest is Vincent James. He has an organization called Keep Music Alive, and you can find them at keepmusicalive.org, and they do just that as they try to keep music alive in especially kids. But it's really more than just for kids. It's for all of us, and what we need to do is just that. Keep music alive. So, you know what? Keep on rocking and let's get into this podcast. But wait, I have a message. If you are a pet owner and you're a responsible pet owner, please have your pet spayed or neutered. And remember, like, share, and comment on this podcast and all of the podcasts with amazing people, amazing things. All right, so now let's get into it. I don't think there can be a day that any of us goes without hearing music because at least the way I liken it to is any sound that has like some sort of a rhythm or beat can be music to your ears. Oh, absolutely, Chuck, and thank you for having me on the show. I mean, whether you're walking out in nature and hearing the birds and the trees rustling, I mean, that's music. Uh, you're listening to your you know, streaming, you know, Apple, Spotify, whatever it is. You're watching a TV show commercial whatever it is you take away the music and you'd be like oh my god it's like it's 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 creepy <laughs> well, it, yeah it is because even movies i went to a movie last night i'm watching the movie but there's background music to help you help guide the person as far as emotionally so yes yes sets the tone it, sets the tempo and and sometimes, you know, I've seen where they, uh, you know, have online where they'll show, like, here's a scene without the music uh, from, a, you know, from one of your favorite movies. And it's like the impact <laughs> is not there because you're not, you're not feeling it. You're seeing it and you're hearing the dialogue, but you're not feeling it. Uh, let's see. Let's hope that I don't get uh, or that the algorithm doesn't pick this up because this is probably one of the most well-known music or backgrounds dun dun da, dun dun da, dun 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 right so that comes up and you're you know exactly where it, what it is you know what's happening um it's just crazy what music can do for somebody so with all that being said Vincent, can you talk a little bit about your nonprofit organization, uh, Keep Music Alive? Yeah, I'll give you the abridged long story. Well, uh, Joanna and I definitely met through music. It was at a music event, a radio station uh, fundraiser that they did every year here in our area. 
And uh, she was there to meet a pen pal who she had never met, who ended up being a famous performer, Tommy Page. And the uh, program director for the um, radio station set it up so she'd be able to meet him because they had never actually met. And, uh, and then I was there covering the event for a uh, another music periodical. And we happened to meet, we became friends, and then after a while it developed into more than that. And it's been 30 plus years, you know, wonderful time together, lots of musical adventures together. Starting with, you know, we started with, Keep Music Alive actually started with the book series, 88 Ways Music Can Change Your Life. Uh, this is the second one, 88 More Ways Music Can Change Your Life. I was actually listening to a training one day talk about how everybody has a book inside them they need to write. And, you know, I was an engineer by day, a crazy musician doing all these different things at night and weekends, but I really didn't consider myself an expert on anything because my brain was split. But I was on that training call, I'm like, well, what about a book of inspirational stories of how music impacted people's lives? My whole body lit up. You know, you get the goosebumps, you know, you get the smiles. I ran up to Joanne and said, hey, I got this idea, I got this idea. And I managed to talk her into, you know, <laughs> co-writing the book, you know, co-publishing the book with me. We reached out to over, uh, I think it was 6,000 musicians all around the world uh, asking if they had a story they would like to share. And we got hundreds and hundreds of stories, and we narrowed it down, and we edited them. We put out the first book in 2015, donating half the proceeds to music education. And that's kind of where Keep Music Alive, the concept for it started. You know, I was thinking, you know, there should be a week every year, Chuck, where musicians everywhere give a free lesson to, to somebody they know. It could be a family member or a friend or whatever. And that's how Teach Music Week started in 2015, which is kind of the, the real beginnings of Keep Music Alive. We're still an informal organization. There's no nonprofit. There's, you know, it's just us coming up with crazy ideas. And then Teach Music Week slowly evolved into us reaching out to music schools and stores asking them, well, you know, could you maybe offer a free lesson for new students, kids or adults, during this week? And they started jumping on. And then that's grown till next year will be the actual 10th annual Teach Music Week, and we're now partnering with over 1,200 locations to help us celebrate in the U all 50 states here in the U.S., Canada, and a dozen other countries. And then in 2016, you know, we had already been doing Teach Music Week. We uh, ran into a gal who was doing something called Kids yoga day and you know my mind i'm like kids yoga day kids yoga i, w I wonder if there's a kids music day so you know you get on our, our device i think we were actually in the car or we were at an event so all i have is my phone i'm like <laughs> trying to see is there such a thing and there wasn't so we started it in 2016 and we partnered with those same music schools stores and organizations and for kids music day offer some sort of special event or promotion that benefits and celebrates kids playing music could be an instrument petting zoo could be a kids open mic, could be a student performance, either in-house or somewhere out in the community, an instrument donation drive, kids music day sale on instruments or lesson programs, anything that they can envision that will help benefit kids, get them more excited about wanting to play music, which is our mission, you know, to get kids to have more uh, benefits from playing music, the educational, therapeutic, and the social benefits of being involved in music making. So those were kind of our core programs for a while. And then about three, four years ago, we started doing something we call the Musical Instrument Petting Zoo. Mm -hmm. Now, Chuck, there's no, no animals involved. Every once in a while, we have parents come like, I thought there would be like llamas or something here. 
uh, somehow they missed the fact that there was like musical instruments, you know, in the graphic that we were promoting the event. Well, we go to schools, libraries, community festivals, uh, bringing acoustic and electric guitars, ukuleles, keyboards, and dozens of different types of percussion instruments. Some you probably, have, you know, I know there were some I never even knew existed. And my wife, Joanne's kind of the percussion uh, master going out finding these different instruments. And we introduce the kids to the different instrument, get them, show them how to hold the instrument, how to make the sound. It's like a please touch museum for musical instruments. And this is how we, our way of getting kids excited about wanting to play, because we know the many benefits they're going to receive. You know, it's good for the head and it's good for the heart. And that's kind of like, you know, A to Z, kind of what our major programs are here with Keep Music Alive. And, you know, we're still growing. The music holidays, Teach Music Week and Kids Music Day are international. Kids, the instrument petting zoos are mostly just here in the Philadelphia area, though we do travel sometimes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. But we're looking to expand the instrument petting zoos to partner with those same music schools and stores around the country to host their own events that we can help promote, you know, from our location here. And, you know, basically expanding the impact that we're able to have. We're talking about kids right now, and the main focus is on, on kids, but you grow up with music, so you were a child, and you're an adult now, and it's still the same thing. We hear the old music, we hear new music, but it, it still, it can make you feel good, it can make you feel sad. There's so much about music that is healthy, and what's sad is a lot of the schools, the first, one of the first programs they cut is music. So I think what you're yes. doing is, is great. Uh, I'm sure there must be studies on how music can affect the uh, the brain and things like that, right? And help with trauma and things, especially in children. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, one of the things, it's funny, when we first started this eight, nine years ago, Chuck, you know, I knew music was important to me. You know, it got me excited. I love to play music. And I, you know, he read some, you know, various things about how music was important for kids. Uh, but as we started digging into the research and really starting to see, you know, some of the research that's been done you know it's it's really amazing i mean music is one of the few activities we do as humans that uses both the left logical and the right creative sides of our brain uh this is why when kids start to play music at a during their developmental years that pipe between the left and right side it's called a corpus callosum it gets a little bigger meaning there's more bandwidth for neurons to go back and forth and this is how you get creative problem solving thinking outside the box uh, which leads to, you know, this is where we get our many of our great scientists, inventors, doctors, and so on. Uh, because they had music during their developmental years. I mean, Einstein himself was a huge proponent of that. And he played music till the very end, you know. And always using music to help spur that extra activity between the two sides of his brain, leading him on to great discoveries that we still depend today. So that's just one of the, you know, things that we learned that just really amazes us. And then there's also the academic research, which shows how kids that play music, they test better in math and science and, and reading comprehension. And then on top of that, it's all the soft skills that they learn while playing music. You know, the patience, the discipline, the perseverance. You know, when you're going to learn a piece, you know, you don't get it right the first time, the second time, the third time. Maybe the tenth time you start to feel it and you start to get it. And the sense of accomplishment that the kids feel as they, you know, as they conquer these different pieces of music, it builds their self-confidence. And guess what? That self-confidence that they're building up carries over to every other area of their life, which is why you know, we like to say we're not trying to turn every child to be a professional musician, although some will be. You know, that's great. 
what we're trying to do is give every kid the best chance of success no matter what career path they choose later in life. Yeah, you know, the thing is, you know, way back in the day, before your day, before my day, before our time, musicians were highly regarded in society. So it would be nice if people, kids, really realized the importance of music. And I, I think what you're doing probably puts that or instills that in kids, too, how important it is. Uh, to to have music and to be a musician, whether you're good or not, you're you're Doesn't playing. Matter. You're you know, you're you're, right. you're putting in the effort and you're having fun with it. Fun is important to have, and as long as you're growing with it and having fun with it, then keep doing it because you're going to be receiving the benefits. We're all not going to be virtuosos, myself included. Yeah. You know, I like to tell people I play guitar, but not in public. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just not that good you know piano is my main instrument even with that sometimes i'm afraid to play in public because uh, you see these kids coming up you know some, you know now that we have youtube and all these visual platforms you, know, you see kids that are so young that just will amaze you with you know the musical gifts that they have uh and it's like as an adult i'm like you know part of me wants to like i need to go practice and the other part of me is like i need to give up <laughs> it's just so amazing but it's just so inspiring uh, as well, you know, we do our musical instrument petting zoos, you know, and one of the best things we see is when the kids will be trying like a keyboard or a guitar and they'll look at mom, dad, whoever brought them. They're like, when, when can I do this? I, I want to do this. When can I start lessons? And then what we do is we don't teach ourselves, but then we know we refer them to different music education partners in our area, depending on what it is they're looking for. In some cases, you know, there's a need for low and no cost uh, instruments and lessons, you know, depending on the area. And we try to connect people wherever we can. You know, we want to give every child the chance to be able to start playing music if, if that's what they want to do. And, you know, for, again, depends on when you're listening to this. You may not be coming up to October. You might be in January. There, You have an event in March. But, you know, when it comes yeah. around, at least, at least out of that 365 days of the year, take one or two days, one or two times, and... Uh, donate your time to help a child or help somebody uh, familiarize himself with, with an instrument. Uh, it's kind of giving back. Yes, I, lo I love that, Chuck. I mean, you know, because musicians, you know, we're growing up sometimes, and we, I, I myself took it, you know, took it for granted, you know, and didn't really think about this aspect of it until I got much older. So, you know, what you're saying and what we totally agree with is, you know, is trying to encourage and inspire musicians everywhere to give back somewhere, you know, whether it's a day or two or a year or being involved with one of these holidays or in any way you can to help nurture a child with music and get them excited about playing music. Whether it's the instrument you play or some other instrument, you know, it doesn't really matter uh, because we know, you know, the, when it comes down to it, you know, I firmly believe the world's going to be a better place. If we were all musicians, <laughs> the world would be a better place. I know it sounds crazy, but if we all had that, you know, that development, uh, at some point in our lives and, and, and learn to play music, the world would literally sing. I mean, literally, I'm going to write that down. The world would literally sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trademark you that or whatever you got to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of the other things, especially uh, your uh, instrument petting zoo, I can see how this would be great helping kids get in touch with their with their culture as well because maybe you can have your instruments this is from africa this is from you know a certain part of asia maybe mongolia and things like that it's like oh really i never knew man very often the adults are having just as much fun at the instrument petting zoo events as the kids they either used to play music they wished 
they had played music, are they thinking about restarting playing music, uh, or they're interested in getting their child and playing music, and you know, you see their eyes, even the parents' eyes light up, the big smile, oh, I remember this instrument, oh, I used to play this. Sometimes you'll have a mom or dad sit down with a guitar and start wailing away doing a Zeppelin or Jimi Hendrix lick. <laughs> like, all right, you sit there for a little while cause, <laughs> and play a little while because you're going to inspire more kids to come over. Uh, but you're right with the cultural aspects. You know, we have some percussion instruments that are, you know, originated from different countries. And we talk about it, you know, when they ask, you know, where they're from. And each of the instruments and throughout the display, and usually it's four or five tables, large tables with all these different instruments, uh, there's a sign with the instrument, with the name of what the instrument is, and, and a picture. So they can, children can make the association of what the word is and what the instrument is. And, and, you know, to your point later, I think maybe we can update our signs at some point to include, you know, where the instrument inst you know, originated from on that same mm -hmm. sign, uh, just as part of the educational portion of what we're doing. I have to throw something in that uh, it's, it's, it's running parallel to what we're talking about, because I know people out there, and if you're just listening or watching here, I want to ask you, you know, what was the first song that you learned? Because I don't know your age, Vincent, but I, I, I can probably say 90% of the guys who pick up a guitar, the first riff they ever learned was Smoke on the Water. <laughs> <laughs> is that that's probably right right I, you know i can't i can't deny that it had to be if it wasn't the first it was one of the first that i you know dun, 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 and, and i have a really funny story about that song actually our daughter uh she you know she actually had a music class in high school where they got to play and learn to play the guitar a little bit uh on uh you know for a semester and i think another semester they got to learn a little bit on the keyboard and she eventually decided to learn playing the, uh, the violin for a little bit, just for fun. She doesn't want to play out anywhere. She doesn't want anyone to hear her. If she's practicing and we, you know, she doesn't want us to be home, if we come home, we have to sneak in. Like, is that, is that, is she playing the violin? Oh, wow, that's really good. But don't tell her you heard it. Uh, maybe later we'll tell her. Uh, but she relayed the story where, you know, on the guitar, she started playing dun, 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 dun. She thought she made it up <laughs> until the, the teacher, you know, later informed her, oh, by the way, that's smoke on the water. <laughs> and she's like, ah, really? <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> so cool. And, uh, you know, but she actually loves the songs from, you know, God bless her. I mean, she loves a lot of the music that I grew up with. You know, she, she likes the, the classic rock songs, you know, whether it was Kansas or Sticks or whatever back from that, you know, music that I really like. You know, she's expanded to other music since then, but, you know, when she was first really discovering music, she was liking and listening to a lot of the music that I liked, which was great. You know, that's the other thing. The two things about the music is that music can be, and it is, timeless. Uh, the other thing is, of course, music can be and is an outlet for a lot of people who are, who've gotten older, who have not played professionally, but you can reach, you can pick up a guitar, strum it, whatever it might be, and it just helps you cope with things, daily grind, whatever it might be. But we have people who are into sports who have gotten older. They can't go out there when you're 60, 70 years old and play football and relive that moment. We can pick up that guitar. We can sit down at a piano, pound out some keys or chords, and we can still do it, you know, for the most part. So, no, absolutely. That's, that's, you know, we do, we do like to talk about how music is one of the things you can do your entire life. 
Uh, and, you know, whether you're just starting to play music or whether you're continuing playing music or you're picking it back up again, uh, it's very therapeutic. And music is, you know, playing music is very grounding as an adult, you know, because when you're playing something, whether you're learning to play something or it's something you played for a while, typically you're focused on that. You know, you're grounded with that thought in your, in your mind. You're not thinking about, you know, what happened at work yesterday or this project you got to finish by tomorrow or some issue that's happening at home, whatever it is. You're letting all that go for that time and you're becoming, you know, engrossed in the music. And that, that's so therapeutic, you know, to our soul to be able to have those moments. And, you know, I, I just can't overstate the, the value of that. Yeah, I, I'm 100% in agreement on that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your book because you said you've got you've you and your wife have authored two mm-hmm. um you know the yes. 88 ways music can change your your life and then change your life again i can't remember the name of the yeah, uh, yeah, your, 88 you know, more ways you know more very ways creative, right? 88 more <laughs> ways it's the best we could come up with for the second title <laughs> and, and for those who are wondering why 88 well, that would simply be, or? you know, the piano player and me, the 88 keys on, 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 on a piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I wish I could tell you where the, uh, even with the name Keep Music Alive in 88 Ways Music Can Change Your Life, I wish I could remember, Chuck, you know, how I, you know, what inspired me to come up with those names. But sometimes really we're just inspired, you know, from above. You have inspiration from above that comes down and just like, that's it. That's it. Yep. And you, you feel it inside your bones and you, and you run with it. Yeah. Uh, can you give us a little synopsis of you know what readers can find in either one of your books? Um, sure, sure. So there's stories of how music you know, impacted people's lives, whether they were going through a very trying time in their life and they were they're a music, musician themselves and music, you know, playing music uh, helped them get through a situation or or just listening to certain songs got them through situations. Uh, I'll relay one short story. There was a, a gentleman who's a shaman, and his mother, you know, was very close with his mother and his father. Uh, and his mother was always very, very intelligent. I think she was a, a scholar at a college and a university. And uh, but she had developed dementia in her later years, and she was kind of getting to the point. You know, she was at the point where she basically, you know, couldn't really communicate, didn't recognize family members. Uh, uh, but she was still living at home, you know, with her husband, where her, you know, the shaman, uh, Miguel's dad was, you know, basically taking care of her. And then one day, you know, Miguel came over to be with his mom so his dad could go to his you know, weekly chess meeting, you know, so he could get time away uh, for himself. And uh, so Miguel was taking his mom on some of the errands he was running, and they're riding in the car. And uh, as they're riding, he's, you know, her head's kind of down, just not really, you know, communicating at all. And just under his breath, he starts kind of humming a song that, you know, singing the song that his mom used to sing to him as a child. And she starts singing and bobbing her head along with him, you know, getting louder and louder. And there's, so he's singing and, and she's singing and she's like coming to life, singing the song. And he's like, he almost crashed the car. I mean, he's like, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, he was in tears. Uh, you know, connecting with his mom in this way that they hadn't been able to do for a number of years. And he just didn't realize that, you know, singing a song uh, that was from her youth, you know, that she used to sing to him when he was younger, uh, you know, it's that music is trapped in our brains. Uh, and, 
really, you know, brought her back to life. And there's a number of stories, similar stories like that, people that would play at nursing homes, uh, retirement homes, where people would, who typically were catatonic, heads down, would come to life, begin singing, remembering all the words. So music has this very special place in our brain. And honestly, Chuck, I think we're literally just scratching the surface of the power of sound energy in general, uh, the magic it holds within our brains. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to keep learning along, you know, with what they're sharing with the research. I agree with you on that. It, it, music, the sounds, holds a special place in our brain. Um, you know, the other thing to me, I was just thinking um, while we're talking, is how music or musicians, we don't know the musician, but if they pass... It has an effect on us. Like it's like we know that musician, or we know them because of the music. So that to me, if you don't believe how important music is, that in itself proves how important music is. Because you know, musicians are passing often. All, every day, somebody passes. But yeah. just recently, we had Gary Wright. Um, you know, we had. Mr. Margaritaville. Yes, Jimmy Buffett, yes. Jimmy Buffett. And people get together. They celebrate that life, that music, and they remember. And that music takes them back or brings them back with to whatever memories they have. So it's so powerful. And it does it in a way, you know, Chuck, that's different than, say, a movie star or, or a visual artist. And I really think it's the sound energy. It's how the music really connected with our heart, our soul, and the pieces of our brain that, you know, creates that outpouring of grief and support and connectivity that people want to reach back to and hold on to. Uh, it's also why many of the songs that we were popular in our youth always stay with us. You know, it's that special time you know, where those songs just make this imprint, almost permanent imprint in our brain that we'll always remember. And uh, I mean, I know for me, you know, for me, it was the 70s, you know, for my wife, it's the, the early 80s, early mid 80s. It's, it's our era, the music that we connect to, and it's always going to hold a special place in our heart. Music is so much fun. I'm just, you know, our conversation here it is. We're, we're laughing. It's bringing back great memories. And I know after this, I'm going to go throw on some old favorites of mine. That, it, that's for sure. And uh, again, it's so sad to see many schools cutting music programs but it's so wonderful that you have an organization like this and people can always go to keepmusicalive.org uh take a look yeah. at your your mission your mission statement you know understand what the vision is for you folks you have so many uh schools music companies supporting you so that in itself and you're not even 10 years old next year be 10 but that shows you how important it is not only to you and your wife to me but so many people really know and understand how important music is um absolutely and we're also along with many other organizations are just trying to push back as much as we can the other way you know it's kind of a never never ending journey journey and that's okay you know we're just always going to do what we can to put music and music education in the forefront of people's minds uh to, to have them always remembering why and how it's so important yeah uh this has been really really good this has been wonderful talking about music about your organization and now i now i wish i was in the east coast philadelphia area right 
uh, yes for for the for the you know instrument petting zoo i'd love to go there and pick up the different instruments i'm an adult but i haven't touched i haven't played you know all the different types of instruments and i think like i said it's for kids but i and can be for adults right you show up with the kids uh, it's for for kids of all ages chuck and you know what wherever you live you can go into a music store and just like let me try pull that down down that pull down that guitar and try that uh, yeah let me pull that ukulele down let me try that uh let me look at all these different keyboards and all these different patches they have let me try that i gotta sit yeah. down at the drum kit let me i don't play drums but i always wanted to be a drummer i tell people one of our most popular instruments is the tabletop electronic drum kit mm -hmm. uh and i tell people that you know if they had this when i was a kid i would have been a drummer but my parents said no way are you bringing drums into this house <laughs> to shake the house uh but you know go into a music store and experience, you know, basically a music store is an instrument petting zoo where they're also trying to sell you the instruments, which is great, obviously. Uh, the events that we do are more informal and there's obviously no pressure to buy anything, which makes them a little more fun. But, you know, we invite people to go out. Parents just let their kids try different instruments, go to different stores. You know, it can be an activity you do on a rainy day. Go to a music store and let them try out different instruments. You know, and to see how excited they get about it and, you know, see what maybe you might want to do. Get them started playing something, maybe ukulele at first or, you know, something, you know, more affordable or whatever it is, you know. Use whatever opportunities you have in your area. And, of course, you know, if you go to keepmusicalive.org and go through the Kids Music Day or Teach Music Week, you can find opportunities in your area to get involved, you know, in playing music. Don't walk into that music store. Go straight to the back in that glass case and go, I want to play that $25,000 Taylor guitar or whatever it might be. <laughs> that would be a I don't know no. if that's good for 10-year-old Johnny, uh, but uh, <laughs> no. I'm not sure I want to touch the $25,000 Taylor guitar. Yeah, I don't think I would either. <laughs> yeah, or a little buckle rash in the back would be like, oops. Right. Uh, Is he got a payment plan for this? <laughs> yeah. I think I just bought it, Mom. <laughs> uh, you know, the one thing that you mentioned, and I'm glad you said this about the drums and electronic tabletop drums, because uh, I, I think definitely parents, you know, kids growing up, they're like, no, I don't want that racket, that noise in the house, where the child really might want it. But that electronic drum kit, tabletop, allows them to put little headphones on and yep. make their noise. Nobody can hear it, but they can hear it. And again, I the way I look at this is, you know, let them gravitate towards the sounds or the instrument that they like. I had yes. my little niece. I had bought this little dinosaur piano with little color keys, and we had a couple things, but she used to love pounding on the keys. And I, I'm not kidding. Sometimes I'm like, wow, that that almost sounds like, Music. She's writing her own song. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, again, this has been wonderful. And I just want to ask you before we close out, is there anything that you want to add about your organization uh, that we haven't touched on? Uh, just that, you know, people can always reach us year-round at keepmusicalive.org. We are always looking for support, whether it's financial, uh, whether it's a volunteering, either in person at some of our instrument petting zoo events or virtual. We have virtual opportunities for volunteers to help no matter where you are in the world. And, you know, if music is true to your heart and you believe all kids should have a chance at music education, we'd love for you to connect with us in any way, you know, and so we can help you and we can help each other 
bring more music you know into the world wow you guys heard it right from vincent so vincent thank you very much for spending the day with us today and talking about music oh you're very welcome chuck and thank you so much for having me on the show i really appreciate it this, this has been a great conversation a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs>